This is the Founders Federal High School Football Scoreboard on the Sports Talk Media Network. Coming up, scores and reports from across the state and analysis from David Shelton. The scoreboard is brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. Relax, you're with Founders. Now your host for the high school scoreboard, Phil Kornblut. All right, good evening, everybody, and welcome into the high school football scoreboard here on the Sports Talk Media Network. Great to have you with us as we move into round two of the high school football playoffs across South Carolina, keeping an eye on all the final scores that are coming in, and also we'll get to some reporters out in the fields tonight. And, of course, with fewer games, fewer scores, more time to hear from the reporters and more time to ring up coaches across the state. They actually enjoy hearing from us this time of the year because if you get a call from the scoreboard show this time of the year, that means you've won a playoff game and you're moving on. And so that makes them, that makes them very happy. On top of that, we're keeping an eye on basketball. Clemson and South Carolina both playing at this hour, and we'll update Clemson and UAB. UAB is leading Clemson. They're playing up in the Asheville area, 32-31. UAB leading Clemson 5-11 to play in the half. In Charlotte, South Carolina leads Virginia Tech 24-17 with 6-26 to go in the half there. But our focus is on the high school football, and David Shelton will be joining us in a little bit from down in the low country. We've had some shockers tonight, as you might expect when you get into round two of the playoffs. Let's give you what we've got so far. And I guess a shocker to some Maybe not to others. I'll put it in the surprise category. Dutch Fork defeats T.L. Hanna tonight up in Anderson, 31-28. You know, for T.L. Hanna or anybody, their worst nightmare was to face Dutch Fork in the playoffs, a healthy Dutch Fork that had had its issues during the regular season, waiting in the weeds, as we've been talking about, waiting in the weeds. And tonight, they struck. 31-28 over T.L. Hanna. Gaffney, a winner over Clover, 24-12. White Knoll, big over Fort Dorchester, 50-7. And Carolina Forest beats West Ashley. Correction, no, that's correct, 28-21. Carolina Forest, 28. West Ashley, 21. To the 4A playoffs, we've got Irmo, another big offensive night. What did they score last week, 85 they scored 55 tonight, 55-24 to over Myrtle Beach. And James Island defeats Hartsville 45-21 in the 3A playoffs. This has to be considered a surprise. Camden goes on the road and beats Dillon 35-21. The Bulldogs over the Wildcats 35-21. Gilbert defeats Hanahan 49-35. Brooklyn Casey downs... Phillip Simmons, 34-14, and Crestwood having a great year. Shuts out Buford, 44 to nothing. To the 2A playoffs now. Gray Collegiate defeats Chesney, 62-14. Hampton County, 48. Andrews, 14 in this one. Zion Dobson, one of the finalists for Mr. Football in South Carolina, he scored six touchdowns for Hampton County. And Oceanside Collegiate, 49, Woodland nothing. In the 1A playoffs, St. Joseph's 7, Louisville nothing. And Bamberg Earhart, 41, East Clarendon, 13. In the Skiza playoffs, 4A, 
Hammond 33, Cardinal Newman 20 in 3A. Wilson Hall 21, Florence Christian 7 in 2A. Bethesda Academy 32, Northside Christian 6 in 1A. Patrick Henry 17, Dorchester Academy 13. All right, let's check again now, see if we have any new scores in. Those are the ones we've gotten plotted onto our scoreboards. We got some more coming in. Abbeville over Newberry. It was it was pretty tight. Tight enough, but Abbeville wins it 41-28 over Newberry. South Florence, high-scoring game with Richland Northeast, and the Bruins win it 50-20. So those are the two most recent scores that we have in. Let me take a look at another uh, scoring uh, media outlet and see if we have some other scores or maybe some scores of games that are still in progress. We can give you some third, fourth quarter type scores if we see something that we haven't already mentioned to you. As I scroll down, yes, I see Somerville has beaten Berkeley 34-14 and Sumter over Stratford. 27-6, to six, Hillcrest and Burns deadlocked at 24 in the fourth quarter. J.L. Mann, this might go down, at least in recent history, go down as biggest win for J.L. Mann as they beat Spartanburg 17-7, to seven, just beating Spartanburg in the playoffs. That's big enough for a program like J.L. Mann. As we continue scrolling down here, let's see if there's anything else that we have that's new. Westside, a winner over York tonight, 49-13. Northwestern, big over Greenwood, 55-7. Greenville High edges Greer, 24-21. In the fourth quarter, it's Barnwell, 31, Marion, 25. In the fourth quarter, Strom Thurman, 46, Keenan, 14. Silver Bluff has beaten Fairfield Central. What a game here. Silver Bluff, 22, Fairfield Central, 21. Cross over Allendale Fairfax, 28-18. Bamberg Earhart over East Clarendon, 41-13. Johnsonville beats Lakeview, 35-14. Southside Christian, 21. Calhoun County, 7. Blackville Hilda, 28 Wagner Sally, nothing. Christ Church, 43. Macby, 21. Lawrence Manning defeats Porter Goud, 48-20. Wilson Hall over Florence Christian, 21-7. In the third quarter, Hilton Head Christian, 28. Pinewood Prep, 24. Williamsburg Academy, 41. Buford Academy, 6 Patrick Henry, 17. Dorchester Academy, 13. Lee Academy, 35. Thomas Hayward, 19. Chester, 58. Chapman, 24. Daniel beat Wren, 35-21. Gilbert over Hanahan, 49-35. Clennon all over Broome tonight, 38-7. Belton Honeypath, Downs Pendleton. 44-28. And that is it for the scores that we have in at this point in time. So we're up to date on all of that. So let's go ahead and jump to some reporters standing out in their fields tonight. 
We have a hot call. We have a hot call. It's Billy Baker from the High School Sports Report with the hot call tonight on location with a winning team and a winning coach. Billy, welcome in. What do you have? Phil, I want to give a, a shout-out to the Skeezer Championships this weekend at Charleston Southern. They'll be Friday and Saturday at CSU. I'm standing by with Coach uh, David Rankin from Lee Academy, who will be going back to the finals uh, for probably the fourth straight year. And uh, tonight he he defeats uh, Thomas Hayward 35-19. to Keith West the former quarterback at Wake Forest yeah. in Sumter High School. His son tonight for Lee Academy scores three touchdowns, rushes about 80 yards. Uh, great game. Tony O'Banner, the sophomore that's getting some serious interest from Georgia, Clemson and South Carolina is only a sophomore. Being recruited as a running back, played quarterback, had another outstanding game, but you cannot beat a team by yourself. Lee Academy rushed about seven different running backs, and David Rankin has been coaching 40 years. He's back in the finals for the fourth straight year. But the games will be played this Friday and Saturday at Charleston Southern University. And I give you David Rankin playing for his fourth state title. And in my opinion, Keith West's youngest son, his senior, William West, was the star of the game amongst a lot of stars, three touchdowns tonight. Here is Coach Rankin live from Ridgeland. Thank you, uh, Billy. Hello. Hello, Coach. Hello. Hey, co- yes, sir. Hey, congratulations. Thank you very much. I thought we dominated the line of scrimmage, and that was key in the football game. And, you know, if you block and tackle better, another team usually wins. No question about that, but uh, uh, Billy seems to be pretty high on your quarterback. Tell us more about Mr. West and uh, what stood out about him to you. He, play, he plays wing back and quarterback in a wildcat situation. And he had to play a bunch of quarterback tonight because the starting quarterback rolled his ankle in the first quarter. So he played a lot more quarterback than Norman plays. And uh, he had a good game. We didn't turn it over none. Uh, he didn't get the reps at quarterback. He probably should at practice, but he did a great job tonight. And super proud of him with three touchdowns. I bet. What about your defense tonight? Uh, good job holding Thomas Hayward to 19. Yes, sir. We played real well. We put, you know, we won up. O'Banner had to throw the ball, and we loaded seven people up in the box. And we didn't stop him, but we slowed him up enough. So you advance to the state championship next week. You're going to play Patrick Henry. Patrick Henry beat Dorchester Academy 17-13. I know it's early for you to think about it, but what about that matchup? Well, that's going to be a tough matchup for us. They beat us at their place, third game of the season, 47-21, but you know, we graduated four senior linemen last year, and we're a little different football team we were then. So how does it feel for you to be back in a state championship setting, a chance to win mm-hmm. another championship? Uh, it's great. I'm happy for our kids. Our kids, uh, we win games from all, from uh, January to August in the weight room and the things we do, and uh, people don't understand what kind, what these kids put in. They bought in, and we've got a great program right now, and everything's rolling like like it should. I tell you, you know, Skiza one A. Of course, there's eight man, which is even smaller rosters. But for you, one A. About how many kids do you dress on a given night? I dress forty tonight. I got I brought up eight eighth graders. But I got thirty three out of fifty one play football in the school. 33 out of 51 yeah. males are playing football? 
Yeah, we got nine through twelve. We got fifty-one boys and thirty-three of them play football. <laughs> what do the other eighteen do? Uh don't play football, but I don't know about I hear we you. We got them all. Everybody in the hall that's supposed to be playing, playing. I promise you. You got it. Hey. <laughs> Congrats once again. Uh, good luck next week. Thanks to uh, Billy for getting you on to us, and we'll see what happens uh, next week. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Coach uh, David Rankin from Lee Academy. Hello, David Shelton is uh, joining us now. He is uh, connected and ready to go from the Low Country. And uh, how about David Rankin and Lee Academy knocking off old Thomas Hayward, 35-19? You know, it's like death and taxes. You could pretty much bet that Robert E. Lee, or now it's Lee Academy. Yeah. Uh, but Rankin, Coach Rankin has been doing it for a long time, and those cats just know how to win. They know how to win late in the year, and, and they got it done again tonight. He's not related to, uh, you know, the Hall of Fame Coach Rankin from uh, Johnsonville and Marion oh, days, is he? I think, uh, I hate to say yes, I think he is maybe a cousin. Uh, I thought I asked him that several years ago. I can't remember. But, you know, if if your last name's ranking, you're probably a pretty good football coach. Sounds that way. All right, tell us about your game tonight. You had the James Island affair. Uh, fill us in on what happened there. But James Island wins the game uh, 45-21. You know, Hartsville came into this game averaging over 300 yards rushing per game, and it was James Island that ran the football all night long well over 350 yards rushing. They had 360 yards at halftime, and uh, Hartsville just had no no answer for them. Uh, James Allen's offensive line was blowing them off the ball. They got a bevy of backs. They got a good quarterback who's going to play in college somewhere, good option guy that can throw it a little bit. Um, you know, James Allen's undefeated, and they're going to host Thermo next week. And, uh you know, a lot of people have been circling that one on their on their schedule for a long time. And James Island, we had talked to them about. Um, you still with us, David? Are yeah, you? I'm here. Oh. I was, was I was getting instructions from a police officer. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to interfere with that. One more thing on James Island, though. The thing that caught our attention about them earlier in the year was the play of their defense. They were just outstanding on defense, but uh, they had the offensive the offense cranked up, especially the ground game. Well, you know, their defense is good, and Hartsville, Hartsville had 300 yards at, at halftime, and they had 21 points. But the second half, the James Island defense just just totally dominated Hartsville. Uh, they didn't give up a point. They stopped them on fourth down a couple times. Um, you know, they didn't they didn't have a great first half, but Coach McCoy said he challenged them. You know, he, he felt like it was going to get into, a, you know, a 42-40 type game if his defense didn't show up. And they showed up in the second half. They were they're they're really athletic. That's going to be a that game with Irmo next week is going to be a really good football game. Two really good undefeated teams. Looking forward to it. Okay, let's go to the break, and we'll come back and get more from David, and get uh, more scores in for you as well here on the high school football scoreboard. We're off and running with the scores coming in, and the reports coming in, and talking with coaches is what we do during playoff time here on the scoreboard and we'll update you on some more scores as they become available to us here on the high school football scoreboard we'll update things and come back with more in just a moment here on the high school scoreboard brought to you by founders federal credit union
Looking for a way to fight back against inflation? One viable way to help your money stay relevant during inflation is through investing. To a new investor, investing can feel like a puzzle. With so many pieces to consider, it can be hard to know where to start. But with the right guidance along the way, you can put the pieces together to create a winning strategy. That's where Founders Investment Services come in. Our team of financial advisors can help you navigate the complexities of investing and create a personalized plan that fits your goals and risk tolerance. We'll work with you to identify the pieces of your puzzle and how they fit into your financial future. When you're ready to find the pieces to your financial plan, call 866-739-7064 to speak with one of our specialists or visit foundersfcuinvestments.com to learn about how we can help you identify the key pieces to your financial plans. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC, and not NCUA insured. Not guaranteed by credit union and may lose value. Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, health care, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. Football season is upon us, and that means Columbia is welcoming fans from around the corner and across the country. No matter where you're from, Gamecocks love coming together for game day energy that can only be found in South Carolina's capital city. Book hotel rooms, find pre- and post-game activities, and plan your tailgate spread with local favorites from pimento cheese to barbecue at experiencecolumbiasc.com. We'll see you soon, and go Gamecocks! Your home is where your memories live. It's where you laugh and where you love. We understand the importance of the valuables under your roof, tangible and intangible alike. So no matter what's around the corner, we'll be there, offering you and your family the support that's made Farm Bureau Insurance a trusted name for nearly 70 years. You deserve more. You deserve a promise. Learn more at scfbins.com. Call me, Alex Satterfield, at 803 803- 749-9171 for all of your Midlands insurance needs. All right, welcome back, everybody. High School Football Scoreboard here on the Sports Talk Media Network brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union, Phil Kornbluth, along with David Shelton. Let's get back to some of these reporters. The lines are jammed. I know others are trying to get through and uh, tell us about their games, and we'll pass along some new scores uh, as they uh, come to us. Let me just give a quick check here of the score stream and see if there's anything new uh, to pass along. Uh, Sumter beat Stratford. I think I mentioned that. 27-6. Greenville 24. Greer 21. Andrew Jackson 51. King Street 20. Oh, David. I think your words were tonight Lancaster would not beat Lucy Beckham. Final Lancaster 38. Lucy Beckham 20. What is going on with Lancaster? Well, apparently they've gotten healthy. Uh, I was talking to someone uh, tonight before the game uh, that they had had some injuries early, but 
you know, it still goes back, and, and great for them. I mean, you know, this is an unbelievable memory that they're making. Uh, they got to go to South Florence next week, and, and you know, they will be the underdogs. But, uh, you know, uh, and as we were talking on Sports Talk tonight, should one and nine teams be in the playoffs, and here they are, now they're three and nine. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so but but that doesn't mean that one in nine teams should still be in the playoffs. Uh, one one uh, outlier does not make a does not make a point in my opinion. I will still say, you know, one in nine teams should not be in the South Carolina High School League football playoff. Yeah. But congratulations to Lancaster because they went on the road and beat Ridgeview, a number one seed. They go on the road and beat Lucy Beckham, uh, who I saw this year, and they're they're a pretty solid team, but. But uh, you know, uh, good for them. I mean, and you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna say a neg- negative word. I'm not gonna say they're gonna lose to South Florence. <laughs> We're just waiting to see what happens. That'll be Bruins on Bruins next week. Uh, Cross beat Allendale Fairfax twenty-eight fourteen. Back to the uh, calls. We go to um, Bruce McNeil, who uh, has got a happy story from his side about those Sumter Gamecocks as they beat Stratford tonight. Hello, Bruce. Hey, Phil, great game for Sumter tonight. Great complimentary football. John Peoples, three more touchdowns. He now has 32 for the season. That ties a school record set by Jamesia Jackson many years ago. Uh, They got another passing touchdown from Pate Merchant tonight to Jameer Bay. But the defense does it again for Sumter after giving up a touchdown in the second quarter that tied the game. Uh, They got their passing touchdown to go ahead late in the second quarter and then had the third-quarter kickoff and drove that one down and got another score. But the first four series for Stratford in the second half, three and out, three and out, interception, and that led to turnover or points off the turnover, and then another three and out, and then their final drive, they got a couple of first downs as the clock ran out. But uh, just a great defensive effort by Sumter, uh, just really walling up (laughs) you know they bent and bowed but did not break really in any of the drives and just that offense got great field position the running game very dominant again but the defense just swarms and makes plays on the running game and the secondary had a lot of tips and pvus tonight Uh, just a really great team effort and now they get the chance to move on to white knoll it sounds like and white knoll looks mighty good Mighty tough tonight. White No puts like 50 on the board. Well, defense might be the story next week. <laughs> Sounds like they've got a really good stalwart D, and maybe as these games go a little bit longer, some of these scores and the differences in between the scores will come down a bit. Well, we shall see. It gets tougher as you move forward. Uh, Bruce, thank you very much. We appreciate that. Yeah, White No beat Fort D 50-7. to Sumter wins 27 to 6, so that's that matchup in 5A. Somerville beat Berkeley 34-14. Uh Carolina Forest beat West Ashley 28-21. There's that matchup for you. Dutch Fork beat TL Hannah David stand by for that 31-28. Gaffney beat Clover 24-12. That'll be that matchup and Man beat Spartanburg 17-7. Last we heard, Hillcrest and Burns were deadlocked at 24, waiting to get a final there. Uh, real quick, David, about 40 seconds. Thoughts on these matchups coming up in 5A? Well, I, I think uh, we're pretty much where we thought we'd be. Um, I think everybody, you know, the, the big game tonight, obviously, was uh, Dutch Fork and Hannah. And as I said on Sports Talk, you know, Hannah's got to 
got some someday they got to beat Dutch Fork. But uh, people that were counting out Dutch Fork back in September are, are, you know, they're finding out that Dutch Fork healthy and in the playoffs is going to be very good. But Somerville uh, probably didn't look great tonight from the guy that I was talking to that was there, but they won. Uh, and they played Carolina Forest in the season opener this year and only won by a touchdown. So that is not going to be an automatic win for Somerville. They're going to have to play. But White and all White, I think uh, with their defense, I think they're going to give Sumter a fit. All right, David, stand by. Got to hit a break, and we'll be back. Blackville Hilda beat Wagner Sally tonight in the 1A playoffs, 28-20. to Update the basketball at the half. UAB leads Clemson 42-39. At the half, USC leads Virginia Tech 38-31. More reports, more scores coming up after this break on the High School Scoreboard, brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. All right, welcome back, everybody. High School Football Scoreboard brought to you by Founders, Federal Credit Union. Phil Kornblut, Josh Cohen here at our studios in downtown Columbia. David Shelton with us from the Low Country. Bunch of folks waiting on the lines to get to us, as we should do for those just tuning in because the audience turns over. Let me give you the scores once again. In the 5A playoffs, Dutch Fork 31, T.L. Hanna 28, Gaffney 24, Clover 12, Man 17, Spartanburg 7. Hillcrest has beaten Burns 27-24. White Knoll 50, Fort Dorchester 7. Sumter 27, Stratford 6. Somerville 34, Berkeley 14. Carolina Forest 28, West Ashley 21. Through the forays, Greenville 24, Greer 21. Northwestern 55, Greenwood 7. Westside 49, York 13. Midland Valley, 24, South Point, 17. South Florence, 50, Richland Northeast, 20. Lancaster, 38, Lucy Beckham, 20. Irmo, 55, Myrtle Beach, 24. James Island, 45, Hartsville, 21. 3A, Daniel, 35, Wren, 21. Chester, 58, Chapman, 24. Belton Honeypath, 44, Pendleton, 28. Clinton, 38, Broom, 7. Camden, 35, Dillon, 21. Gilbert, 49, Hanahan, 35. Brooklyn Casey, 34, Phillips Simmons, 14. Crestwood, 44, Beaufort, nothing. 2A, Abbeville, 41, Newberry, 28. Silver Bluff, 22, Fairfield Central, 21. Strom Thurmond, 53, Keenan, 20. Gray Collegiate, 62, Chesney, 14. Hampton County, 48, Andrews, 14. Oceanside Collegiate, 49, Woodland, nothing. Barnwell beat Marion, 31-25. And we're still looking to get that final on King Street, Andrew Jackson. Unless I mentioned it earlier, we just haven't plotted it. So let's see if we can find that one there, Josh, and fill out the 2A bracket. 1As are all in. Christ Church, 43, MacB 21. Blackville Hilda, 28, Wagner Sally, nothing. Southside Christian, 21, Calhoun County, 7. St. Joseph, 7, Louisville, nothing. Johnsonville, 35, Lakeview, 14. Lamar, 23, Carver's Bay, 20. Bamberg, Earhart, 41, East Clarendon, 13. And Cross, 28, Allendale, Fairfax, 14. 
Skiza. We've got Hammond, 33, Cardinal Newman, 20. That's in 4A. In 3A, it's Wilson Hall, 21, Florence Christian, 7. In 2A, Bethesda, 32, Northside Christian, 6. In 1A, Lee Academy, 35, Thomas Hayward, 19. And Patrick Henry, 17, Dorchester Academy, 13. Still working to get some other finals. What you got there, Josh? I got Andrew Jackson, 51, King Street, 20. Very good. Andrew Jackson, 51, King Street, 20. So everything is filled out except for a few spots there in Skiza. So let's work on getting those completed. In the meantime, let's get back to some folks waiting to give us reports tonight. Really appreciate you guys calling in and giving us reports from your game. So we're going to go to, is it Dennis? Dennis Brunson. Dennis Brunson is with us from the High School Sports Report. Looks like he covered a skis a game tonight. Dennis, what'd you have? I've got the other four A game for you, Phil. Lawrence Manning um beat Portugal forty eight to twenty. And so that it'll be a rematch between um Hammond and Lawrence Manning in the um four A um state championship game next week. Um and LMA improved to ten and two. They had a great game. They um forced turnovers on um Portugal's first two possessions and Deep in um, deep in Portugal territory, and they turned them into points, and that they, they took control of the game, and um, that really took Portugal out of what it does is running the football between um, JJ Flood and their um, big old fullback on um, bigger staff. I can't remember his first name, mm. but um, that they they never really got back into the game. They um, Lawrence Manning got up in a twenty-one nothing lead. Um, Portugal scored to make it twenty-one to seven. And then they held Lawrence Manning, um, and they looked like they were at midfield with about three minutes left, and they were facing fourth, and I think it was three, and they decided to go for it, and they didn't get it. Lawrence Manning, in turn, went deep um, Tyler June to Josiah Burson to get them um, within about the five-yard line, and they scored, and that made it a three-touchdown um, game um, lead at the half. And that really put Portugal behind the um, eight ball. And But they got the ball to start the second half. Another turnover deep in their own territory. And um, the Swamp Cats punched it in 35-7, to um, and or 34-7, excuse me. And that was pretty much it. They, they, they had a, um, a dominant game, um, I, I thought. Lawrence Manning played really well. The two teams played during the regular season in LMA. Only beat them by two points in that game, so um, they 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 played really well. They're going to obviously they got Hammond next week. They're going to um, have to play really well to um, to I think to beat Hammond because Hammond they lost to Hammond twenty to six earlier in the year. I think it was the third week of the season when they lost to them, and so um, and Hammond was still in the midst of. Um, ironing out some issues at that point they've gotten better since but i think lawrence manning has gotten a lot better um at that um since then as well um obviously hammond's the favorite but i think lawrence manning has much more than a puncher's chance i think they've got they you know again they've got to play well but i think they can um they can hang with hammond um i really do dennis thanks very much we appreciate that we'll get david's thoughts on that matchup Lawrence Manning and Hammond, we'll get that in a little bit. Got a two-way final, Williamsburg Academy 41, 
Buford Academy 6, Williamsburg, and Bethesda will play for the two-way championship next week. Thank you, Dennis Brunson, High School Sports Report, with that report. Let's go to Garrett Mitchell. Garrett Mitchell, I know Garrett, now that he's free to roam, looks for the best game or the best player he can go watch in the playoffs, and you picked out a good one tonight by going to watch Midland Valley and South Point, and you got to see Travion Dunbar from Midland Valley, and they win at 24-17, beating South Point to advance. I, I, to my memory, might be as far as Midland Valley has gotten in the playoffs in, in many years. I can ask David that in a moment. But, Garrett, what would you think? Well, I'll tell you what, Phil. Uh, it was certainly one of the better games that I've seen in person in quite some time. And not to get off uh, track, I believe it was 2016, uh, somewhere in that time frame, Midland Valley played South Point for the state championship at Williams-Brice, mm. and it was the Stallions who um, had a pretty easy go of it that afternoon. I was actually there, and uh, so Midland Valley certainly got there. Uh, they exercised the ghosts of that afternoon uh, tonight, but what a great ball game. Um, South Point won the toss and deferred, and on the very first play of the ball game, Trayvon Dunbar takes it right up the middle, 80 yards to the house. Mm. So uh, it was off to the races early, and it looked like uh, South Point would just never get anything going offensively. Midland Valley, for all of the uh, the valley hooing about their run game and Dunbar, which is all very much justified, their defense is really good, too. And uh, they pretty much stymied the Stallions in the first half. And I, I, I believe, if uh, my memory serves, I am getting old, but uh, I, it was 16-7 to Midland Valley at halftime. Coming out in the third quarter, South Point's able to kick a field goal. It makes it 16-10. to 10, And that remained the score until about eight minutes to play in the ball game. Uh, it was to a point where the South Point defensive line had uh, essentially had taken control of the ball game. Dunbar wasn't finding any running room whatsoever. South Point gets it back. They finally connect on a deep ball. They'd been trying it the entire ball game. They finally got one to hit. And that long, it was a 62-yard touchdown, I believe it was. The point after it gave South Point the lead at 17-16. to 16. Both sides traded possessions. Midland Valley was able to get it back with about three and a half minutes to play, a little closer to three minutes to play. And on the second play of that drive, Trayvon Dunbar takes the handoff, bounces off the left side, and goes 71 yards to the house. Ended up being the game winner. Uh, the two-point conversion after that was good. And the Valley defense stood up. The Mustangs stuffed South Point on a run on fourth and three from their own 38. And uh, South uh, or Midland Valley's 12-0 and now, and the party's going on uh, still here in Graniteville. Man, I tell you, a lot of people waiting for Dunbar to get an offer from South Carolina or Clemson. Uh, you see any any uh, recruits, any recruiting coaches, any college coaches on the sideline? No, I didn't, uh, and, and I, you know, I came down here, a buddy of mine that lives down this way, he and I went to the game, and we just set up on the top row of the bleachers uh, on the South Point side, so we were content to be spectators tonight and just enjoy a good ball game, and uh, I think everybody walked away uh, with their money's worth tonight. Uh, it's just that the, the fans in blue and orange were a little bit more happy. Yeah, good for them, and thank you. We appreciate it. Go find a good game next week for us. Well, I will do my best. Uh, I may have basketball obligations at uh, Woodruff, so I'm not quite sure that I'll make it to a game next week, but if I do, then uh, I'll certainly call in and give you the lowdown. Look forward to it. Thank you, sir. 
All right, Garrett Mitchell, appreciate the report. David, what about this Midland Valley team? What about this uh, Travion Dunbar kid? Well, I mean, he's good. He's good running back. They're a good team. They do play really good defense. I think that does get lost in the in the hoopla of their running game. But, uh, you know, um, they're undefeated. So they, they you got to consider them a, a, a candidate to, to get to the finals. Um, we'll see. Uh, I think the, the upper state, uh, who would they play? Would they play Belton Honey and Pat? Uh, let me check my uh, handy-dandy uh, sheet here. Midland Valley will play West Side. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, 4A, 4A. Yeah, I, I got my lines crossed. So so that's going to be a tough one because West Side can score. Uh, so that'll be a tough, you know, thing for their defense. But, you know, when you can – when you got a back like, like Dunbar who, you know, he goes 80 yards on the first play of the game, then they bottle him up, bottle him up, then he goes 70 yards. Um, you know, when you got that kind of guy in your backfield, you always got a shot because he can go at any time. Um, you know, so I, that that will be – I would be surprised if that game doesn't get in the 40s next week. Okay, let's go to uh, – and thanks for that report from Garrett Mitchell. Let's get one more in before our break. Thomas Grant on hand for Irmo and Myrtle Beach and uh, Thomas – Welcome in. It was another big offensive night for Irmo, man. They are just burning up the bulbs on the scoreboard. 55-24. Just kind of give us an overview. Well, in this particular game, this was one of the, this was their highest point total that they, they allowed this season, the 24 points. Passing the 21 they gave up to Hartsville. But as we find out all year with Irmo, it seems like there's easy, there's somebody that's going to come up big in terms of scoring. I mean, tonight, of course, A.J. Brand had four touchdowns, three passing. But the big guy in the number tonight was Selvin Smith. I mean, he sort of been um, – he gets, sort of gets lost in the shadow behind guys like A.J. Brand, Jaden Allen Hendricks, and also Donovan Murph. But he's also the second-leading receiver on the team. But he's also – become their top kick returner, and he had two kick returns tonight that turned the game around. Um, he had one where he bobbled the ball at the seven and ended up going up the middle all the way for a 93-yard touchdown, and then he also had one from 47 yards that helped really seal the win. I mean, at one point, it was 14-10. Um, it looked like um, Myrtle Beach, they really did a lot of um, – different type of formations. They also had a hook and ladder that worked successfully for 67 yards to try to stay in this game. But then once they made it um, 28, um, once it was, they scored 24 points their last touchdown, Irmo ended up scoring the last 20 points of the game and ended up closing out the victory to improve to 12-0 and and the goal to the final, to the third round for the first time since 2010. Good to see Irmo back, not to take anything away from anybody else, but that's an old traditional uh, power and uh, been down for a little bit, but, boy, they are on the uh, come up, and that's a big win for them over Myrtle Beach. And, Thomas, we appreciate you, man. Look to hear from you next week, and good luck uh, with everything you got going on with SC Prep's uh, Red Zone and all that. So thank you for the report. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, but uh, one quick note as well. Um, I know you're going to be talking about Dutch Forks game earlier. 
tonight, this was their 18th straight road playoff win. They have not lost. A, they are 18 and two all time on the road in the playoffs. From the time not, and that, and the last playoff home road playoff loss was in 2012 to J.F. Burns. That's impressive. So, that now, is impressive. Yeah. All right, Thomas. Thank you, my man. We appreciate it. Thomas Grant with the report there on uh, Irmo. And, David, we're going to hit the break, and we'll come back and get your thoughts, and we'll get more reports as well. Those of you holding on, hang in there. We'll get to you in just a moment. Uh, we've got almost all the scores in. In fact, another uh, couple of skis of scores now. Uh, Hilton Head Christian beat Pinewood Prep 42-30. That's in 3A. So it will be Wilson Hall and Hilton Head Christian there. And in eight-man, Jeff Davis beat Richard Wynn 28-23. Be right back. Investing can be like a puzzle. There's so many pieces to consider, and it can be hard to know where to start. But with the right guidance, you can put the pieces together to create a winning strategy. That's where Founders Investment Services come in. Our team of financial advisors can help you navigate the complexities of investing and create a personalized plan that fits your goals and risk tolerance. We'll work with you to identify the pieces of your puzzle and how they fit into your financial future. Call 866-739-7064 or visit foundersfcuinvestments.com to learn more about how we can help you take the first step toward reaching your financial goals. Securities offered through LPL Financial. Call Lawyer Lisa. Experience the difference with Lawyer Lisa. Hi, this is Lisa Hostetler-Brown. If you or a loved one are over 65 and haven't completed a long-term care planning consultation, now is the time. Did you know that if you aren't able to afford the high cost of skilled care, your assets can be rapidly depleted to only $2,000 unless you plan five years in advance? Visit LawyerLisa.com to see how we can help. 7511 St. Andrews Road, Irmo, South Carolina. South Carolina's taste buds have spoken, and they're asking for beef. There are more than 7,800 farms raising cattle from pasture to plate in the Palmetto State. So whether it's steaks on the grill before the big game, sirloin medallions plated for date night, or burgers with a family, make sure beef is a part of your playbook this football season. Smoke, grilled, and slow-roasted. Find the best way to enjoy your beef at scattle.org. Beef. It's What's for Dinner in South Carolina. Funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Checkoff Program. Farm Bureau Insurance's agriculture roots and ties to South Carolina farmers have shaped the company's culture and work ethic, providing a unique customer experience. Customers are treated like people, not policies. Now, while other insurance companies may have a one-size-fits-all approach to handling customers, we believe you need to be valued and treated right. Our claims professionals work until the job is done, and our agents still believe in the commitment that comes with a handshake. Call Buddy Bridges and Clinton and Lawrence at 864-923-217 for all of your auto, home, and life insurance needs. Welcome back in, everybody, to the High School Football Scoreboard brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. And uh, let's go back to our folks waiting to uh, report on games tonight. David Shelton standing by to add more, but guys have been waiting, so let's get to them. Monty Dutton 
with the uh, Clinton Red Devils. They continue to roll along tonight, Monty, and they played big-time defense. They win 38-7. to Well, this was a very impressive – this is probably Clinton's best game of the season. It's a little bit unusual. Clinton came out in more of a power offense. They put the quarterback under center, which is very rare. Hmm. And uh, But to give you an example of their defense – uh, Jalen McGill of Broome entered the game with 1,762 yards. Tonight he had 19 yards and 11 carries. The quarterback had over 1,200 yards rushing, and he rushed 12 times for minus 14. He did hit 15 of 23 passes for 193 yards, but the Centurions were playing from behind from the get-go. And... Uh, uh, Clinton's quarterback, Deshaun Richardson, hit 10 of 14 for 155 yards. The Red Devils rushed for 181 yards and passed for 155. Caden Crawford caught six passes for 102 yards, and Zay Johnson had three for 51. So Clinton uh, led led uh, 21 nothing at half, uh, gave up a 74-yard pass early in the third quarter, but that didn't phase them, and they scored. As I said, 38 to seven. The last touchdown was 5:35 to play. And uh, uh, Clinton, by the way, to answer a question that I heard while I was listening, yep. it's Clinton that will be going to Belton Honey and Path next week. Well, that should be a dandy. Uh, two teams that uh, well, Belton Honey and Path has a great running back, as we all know. Clinton loves to run the football, as we all know. So, should be a heck of a matchup between two teams running the football. I would imagine. Well, it's going to probably be the same thing because if you look at Broom, Broom was a very prolific offensive team, but probably about eighty percent of their offense came from the quarterback. And came from the quarterback, uh, J. Brannon, Bracket Brannon, and Jalen McGill, the running back. Whereas Clinton, you know, had seven running backs. That uh, Trey Cook was, excuse me, was a leader with eleven carries for eighty-five yards. Clinton sends a lot of people out into the other team's flank. And so it was probably – it was a very – I felt kind of stupid because I was so nervous about this game because it really wasn't much drama to it. Clinton took control pretty much from the beginning, and they looked extremely impressive. And they, uh, you know, they're getting a little healthier as the playoffs go along, and they might, they might, there might be some noise to make yet. Okay, sir. Thank you, Monty. Monty Dutton having a great football season between his Paladins and his Clinton Red Devils. Appreciate it, man. Hopefully he's not a uh, a uh, Carolina Panthers fan and he's being dragged down by those guys. I, I don't think he is. Thank you, Monty. No, I, would not, I would not let this year be besmirched by that. <laughs> That's right. You got too much good stuff going. Thank you, sir. Uh, let's go quickly to um, Hugh Gray with the story on the Newberry-Abbeville game tonight. Pretty good ball game. Hugh, Abbeville, the Panthers, uh, they win by 13, but it looked like the Bulldogs hung in there for a good bit of this ball game. Well, it, it was a pretty good ball game at the beginning at, and at the end. Uh, Phil, Abbeville started off the scoring with about 216 left in the first quarter. Demarcus Leach, their quarterback, uh, runs a keeper from about the one-yard line. It wouldn't be his only score of the night, and it wouldn't be his most exciting. Uh, then uh, Jalewis Haddon for the Panthers 
uh, scores with 11-10 left in the second quarter and again with 334 left in the second quarter, giving Abbeville a 21-0 lead. But uh, on their next possession, Abbeville on fourth down kicks a punt that results in a negative eight yards. It's a negative eight-yard punt. It's punted across the line of scrimmage and then bounces backwards uh, to the to Abbeville's 30. Newbear's able to uh, punch it in on a pass from Kenton Caldwell to Caleb Levy uh, to make it 21-7, to and that's the way we went to half. Uh, but in the third quarter, Leach, one of his most exciting runs of the night, uh, he takes it 64 yards up the middle and then outside and just pours on the speed. Uh, making the score 28-7. to And just a few minutes later, another 32-yard run by Leach. It's 35-7. to um, Abbeville just kind of pouring it on at that point. Uh, Haddon, Haddon, Jalewis Haddon actually scores again his third touchdown of the game. PAT was blocked with 9-14 to go in the game. It's 41-7. to But uh, that's when Newberry kind of came to life uh, with third and 14 on their own 39. Kenton Caldwell connects with Caleb Levy for another touchdown. It's 41-14. On the ensuing kickoff, Abbeville fumbles the kickoff, fumbles the ball. Newberry recovers at the 15. Kenton Caldwell runs a keeper down inside the five to score. Uh, it's 41-21. And then with about a minute left, Newberry scores again, bringing the score final score forty one twenty eight. All right, thank you. Great job getting that in. We got to run to a break. Super job with that. We'll be back in just a moment. This is the Founders Federal High School Football Scoreboard on the Sports Talk Media Network. Coming up, scores and reports from across the state and analysis from David Shelton. The scoreboard is brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. Relax, you're with Founders. Now your host for the high school scoreboard, Phil Kornblut. We are back on the high school football scoreboard here on the Sports Talk Media Network. Phil Kornblut, David Shelton, and Josh Cohen. And we'll go back over all the scores in a moment for those of you just joining us. And you haven't heard everything. We've got every score in the state now in. But I want to get to Kevin Selman, the voice of T.L. Hanna, because tough night. Tough night for Kevin and for the Yellow Jackets and falling to Dutch Fork, 31-28. Kevin, thank you for joining us. Yeah. I know it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But tell us us how it happened. Well, first of all, I want to tell you, I wouldn't get out of bed to call in just for just anybody. There you hey, go. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> are you wear? Let me ask you this: Are you wearing pajamas with tiger paws all over them? Uh, no, I'm wearing my Red Sox pajamas. But I, but I literally <laughs> did get out of the bed and walk into the dining room on the other side of the house to call you. So I wouldn't disturb my wife. But uh, it, back back to the game at hand. It was a it was a it was really a, a really good night for the Yellow Jackets. Take away one play. Uh, uh, Dutch Fork got the opening kickoff, went down, scored, one made it three to nothing uh, to go up three nothing. Teal Hanna got the ensuing kickoff and took it down, 
and was getting ready to score. They were on their nine-yard line, and the ball was punched away. Dutch Fork picked it up and returned it 91 yards to go up 10 to nothing. Mm. Uh, and after that, it was just all night long. It was kind of back and forth. But much like this, uh, this problem for the Yellow Jackets all season, the turnovers have been the bugaboo. Uh, had one turnover, and like I said, it was a 91-yard uh, touchdown return for the Dutch Fork. They didn't have a turnover. We had 407 yards rushing, which out of 11 games, we rushed over 400 yards. 10 of those games, excuse me, 12 games, we rushed over 400 yards uh, 11 times. Uh, Katie Patterson, the standout for the Jackets, he had 16 carries for 200 yards and two touchdowns. And uh, at the very end of the game, Jackets got the ball back with eight minutes to go, down three, and was driving and literally ran the entire clock out on a three, three and four-yard plays here and there got down to the, about the 20-yard line, was able to get maybe to the 15 and then going to kick the time field goal to send it in the overtime. And the field goal was – from where we looked like, it looked like it was blocked, uh, but it was short. Um, and he's got, a, he's got a good leg. So, the Jackets come up short once again against the Silver Foxes. We're kind of bitten against them like a lot of teams. We're 0-3 against them and uh, just wasn't our night. But, you know, one of those things, I guess. Well – they are good, even when they don't look so good. As we were told earlier, that's 18 straight playoff road wins for Dutch Fork. Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. And uh, I tell you, they earned that one tonight. That, this, this is one that's going to stick with us Yellow Jackets for a long time because, I mean, I, if, you, if you saw the game, it was it was pretty one-sided short of that short of that turnover. And, I mean, it was just, it's just tough, a tough pill to swallow. Mm. Just tough. Does Hannah but have a lot coming back? Oh yeah, we got a lot coming back. We we've got about um, we've got about 125 into the in the program between varsity and JV, and uh, you know during playoffs all those folks get brought up. So we have a have a big team, a lot coming back. The quarterbacks back, the running backs back, a lot of our linemen are back. So we'll we'll be right back here in this same place next year. But uh, tonight sure does hurt. But you know congratulations to the Silver Fox as they move on and. I think they play either Clover or Gaffney next week. Hoover won that game, so it's Gaffney. Not Gaffney. Well, had we won, the Indians would have been coming to Anderson, but it looks like uh, looks like Dutch, I guess that game's at Gaffney now next week for Dutch Fork. So, mm-hmm. I would think so. And uh, at least you know you got Westside still uh, repping for Anderson for the Electric City. So we got wet. We got Westside still repping, and we got BHP still still repping. So we got two teams, because uh, I think BHP defeated Pendleton tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Uh, and Ren lost to Daniel, so that takes care of, uh, and, and we lost. So we got Westside and BHP still playing from Anderson County out of our 18. Yeah. So hopefully they'll go on and win the state championship. Well, listen, we'll see you at Clemson tomorrow. Uh, thank you for all your reports all season long. You're, you're fantastic. We appreciate you very much, and we'll see you tomorrow. Yes, sir. And, uh, and, and I hope you go pee-pee in those Red Sox uh, pajamas is what I hope overnight. That, that, would, that would be my wish for you. Is he gone? Yeah, he's gone. I'm sure he's listening, though. Yeah. Uh, David? Yeah, I'm here, but <laughs> I, I, really don't want, I really don't want to follow up pee-pee in your Red Sox pajamas. <laughs> But what about what uh, – touch on it again, uh, what, especially the fact that uh, uh, Thomas Grant told us 18 consecutive road wins in the playoffs for Dutch Fork. Yeah, I mean, you know, they hadn't lost that many games in the playoffs under Tom, not ever, road or home. But, but that is an impressive streak. And, you know, as we talked about on Sports Talk, I, I think Hannah needed this win more than Dutch Fork did. 
I mean, obviously you want to keep on winning, but Hannah is just, uh, you know, now they're 0-3 against Dutch Fork in uh, high-profile games, and, and Dutch Fork is, is you know, they're I, – I know they'd like to play Gaffney. I know they're happy to be playing Gaffney um, because they still hurt from two years ago when they lost to Gaffney in the state championship game. But, uh, you know, I, I think Dutch Fork's going to – I think Dutch Fork's going to beat Gaffney. To be honest with you, I just, uh, I, I told you I was. I told you back in September that I was not picking them to lose a game in November. So if they get beat, it it'll be an upset in my mind. <laughs> oh, I'm throwing the first salvo out there, David Shelton. All right, quick basketball update: UAB 64, Clemson 58, 7:21 to play. South Carolina 62, Virginia Tech 57, 8:31 to play. Let's go to Neil Fitzpatrick, high school sports report. And he was, uh, looks like he was at a Skiza game tonight. I'm guessing that you were at uh, Hilton Head Christian Pinewood Prep, sir. Yeah, that's correct, Phil. And it was a heck of a game. You know, it was a, a 3A Skiza uh, final uh, or semifinal. And Hilton Head Christian, you know, they've been in the state championship game one year removed, but. Uh, it was a heck of a game. I mean, Hilton uh, Head Christian, uh, Phil, they jumped out 14-3 to in the first quarter. And then you saw uh, a young Pinewood team come back and actually make the score 28-22. They ended up coming back even further after after uh, um, Hilton Head Christian jumped, got back in the lead, 11-point lead, 35-24. And then finally uh, uh, Pinewood came back, made it 35-30, and then – Hilton Head Christian showed why they've been to the state championship last year is they put that one drive together and they, they end up winning it 42 to 30. Um, just a back and forth game. And I think both teams were exhausted. They, neither team felt like coach felt like either one of them played their best game, but uh, you know how it goes, man. A win's a win. Absolutely. What about the matchup with Wilson Hall for the championship next week? Well, it's going to be exciting. That's the last game. Hilton Head Christian lost was the second game of the year, 17 to 10 to Wilson Hall. So they're looking for a little bit of revenge. Um, they mentioned that after the game, but but as Coach Peduzzi said, they've got to play a lot better this week if they expect to win, uh, you know, their their third state title in the last four years. Neil, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Great hearing from you. Talk to you next week. Yeah, appreciate you guys having me, man. And good show. Always. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's go to Lou Bajak, state newspaper, and the state.com, and gogamecocks.com, and loubajak.com. Uh, he watched Irmo. You need a .com, Lou. Uh, you, uh, you, you watched Irmo and Myrtle Beach tonight, and, uh, boy, Irmo, that offense is just cooking. I mean, just smoking right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, Myrtle Beach, it, it was it was back and forth, and uh, Myrtle Beach got it to 34-24, and then they had the ball at the 12-yard line early in the fourth quarter. They got called for a holding call, backed them up. They tried a field goal, missed it, and then that was it. Irmo had put together a bit a nice uh, long drive. Jaden Allen Hendricks capped it off with a touchdown. Then they um, returned. Uh, Telvin Smith had his second uh, special teams touchdown of the game. And then they had another touchdown. But, uh, yeah, four four touchdowns of 50 yards or more in the game. Uh, Aaron Brand, A.J. Brand, uh, three TD passes, TD run. Alan Hendricks had three uh, uh, 
two touchdown runs and a TD catch, 57-yarder. He, he He's impressive coming out of the backfield. Defense had five sacks, and just uh, now they get a matchup at James Island next week, uh, and uh, they lost to uh, the Islanders last year in the playoffs. Besides having a son who's a special quarterback, what is Coach Brand – brought to the Irmo program in, in such a short amount of time that uh, ha- has turned them you know, into this, well, you know, this offensive juggernaut, but just the overall improvement in the program as they move forward. It's a swagger and a confidence. I mean, obviously he was very successful uh, up in North Carolina, um, advance and t- taking them to the state championships and that. And just uh, it's taken a few years, probably longer than he thought, but uh, – uh, he's done a good job, and they added uh, Raymond Jennings, who was uh, the head coach at Darlington last year. They brought him over to run the defense, and defense, like I said, came up a uh, big interception, had five sacks, and have uh, before tonight we're only averaging giving up 5.9 points a game. So uh, they, they really got the complete package. They're, they're huge up front. Their offensive line is really strong. And uh, like I said, so many weapons. And you add in Telvin Smith tonight, like I said, had, had the kickoff return, had the punt return, and also had a TD pass. And you got Donovan Murph, who's a good uh, deep deep ball threat. And uh, they're really tough to stop. So it should be a offensive show next week uh, against James Island. Not asking you your opinion on which one you think is better, but how do you compare Brand with the uh, Richland Northeast quarterback, Wilson? Uh, that's a good question there. I think they're very similar because they both can run and, and throw. Um, I think uh, Brand has a little bit more weapons around him, so he doesn't have to force things. And uh, a lot, a lot more is dependent, I think, on Wilson. But uh, I think uh, physically, they're about Brand could. Uh, I know South Carolina is recruiting him on defense, so I think he athletic-wise it might be a little uh, bigger that way. But uh, I think they're. They're really good, and I wouldn't be surprised if those are the two Shrine Bowl quarterbacks uh, uh, for next year. Yeah, Shrine Bowl will be in good hands with those two. I'd like to coach that Shrine Bowl team uh, with those two <laughs> quarterbacks. Before we let you go, you were all surprised about what Dutch Fork did. To be honest, I mean, uh, you've seen them a lot, and they go up on the road. They've won 18, they had won 17 in a row on the road in the playoffs. They go make it 18 and beat a heck of a team up there that rushed for over 400 yards in the game, but they still managed – to win the football game. And they did it with a backup quarterback. John Hunt did not play tonight. Mm. I guess he tweaked his hamstring midweek, uh, I was told. And uh, Ethan Offing, who um, I think he started three or four games this year when uh, Hunt went down. But uh, Offing, I think he ran for 137, threw for 123. Big moment for a sophomore um, whose uh, dad played for the Gamecocks, Andre Offing. Um, But a big moment. And then – they had the big blocked uh, field goal to end it. I yeah. mean, the, the, that was huge. And they had a 90-yard touchdown return fumble as well. But, yeah, that's a huge win. And a Dutch Fork and Gap next week in the third round at Dutch Fork, it just worked out that Dutch Fork will be hosting the game. So it will be – that should be an electric place uh, to be next week. Oh, uh, Dutch Fork is hosting? Yes. Oh, you're right. Yeah, the predetermined, the predetermined, uh, yeah, predetermined, and oh. they're both number two. So uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. David, do yeah, you get so you the get you, yeah. do you get the feeling that that God just likes Tom Knotts and they're just they just just smiles <laughs> on the man. Well, not only does he go up and he wins two road games, now he gets to host a uh, 
a critical third-round game. David? David might have fell asleep. He might have. Your your sweet tones might have put him uh, might have put him under. Uh, Lou, we're gonna let you run. We'll remind everybody to read your stuff at uh, thestate.com and uh, also go gamecocks.com when you're covering the gamecocks, but primarily thestate.com. Appreciate you, man. Have a great weekend. All right, thanks, guys. Take care. All right. I didn't. You know what? We were talking and we were saying with with Kevin that they'd be going to Gaffney, but he's right now. I'm looking at the brackets and. It's a predetermined uh, home site if the teams are the same seed and Dutch Fork uh, gets that home game next week against Gaffney. So, boy, that place will be packed come uh, next week. David's with us. Uh, David, I was uh, I was asking you about, uh, you know, the guy, the football gods smiling on Tom Knotts. Yeah, and I, I had a great line, and I had my phone on mute because I was ordering <laughs> that Sonic. Oh, okay. And uh, – and, uh, but the line is, you said the football gods, and I said, I said, uh, yeah, well, Tom Knotts is the football god. So that's how, <laughs> He's smiling on himself. That's how it works. Yeah. Um, and they're catching a break. I didn't realize. Did you realize they'd be hosting in the third round? Yeah, yeah. I had read that on Twitter while I was uh, driving. Uh, I probably shouldn't be. No, you shouldn't. And we'll go ahead and let you order. We'll, we'll let you order your double cheeseburger with a large fry. We got to go to a break anyway, so hang on. Uh, David Shelton is ordering at a Sonic down in uh, Charleston, and we're going to take a break here on the high school football scoreboard and come back with more in a moment. I'll update the basketball. Ooh, Clemson on a big run has taken a 72-67 lead on UAB. 304 to play. That's a 14 to nothing run. For the Tigers, meantime, USC is clinging. 65-64 lead on Virginia Tech with just under five to play. Back in a moment. Investing can be like a puzzle. There's so many pieces to consider, and it can be hard to know where to start. But with the right guidance, you can put the pieces together to create a winning strategy. That's where Founders Investment Services come in. Our team of financial advisors can help you navigate the complexities of investing and create a personalized plan that fits your goals and risk tolerance. We'll work with you to identify the pieces of your puzzle and how they fit into your financial future. Call 866-739-7064 or visit foundersfcuinvestments.com to learn more about how we can help you take the first step to Towards reaching your financial goals. Securities offered through LPL Financial. Farm Bureau Insurance's agricultural roots and ties to South Carolina farmers have shaped the company's culture and work ethic, providing a unique customer experience. Customers are treated like people, not policies. Now, while other insurance companies may have a one-size-fits-all approach to handling customers, we believe you need to be valued and treated right. Our claims professionals work until the job is done, and our agents still believe in the commitments that comes with a handshake. Call Buddy Bridges and Clinton and Lawrence at 864-923-217 for all of your auto, home, and life insurance needs. South Carolina's taste buds have spoken, and they're asking for beef. There are more than 7,800 farms raising cattle from pasture to plate in the Palmetto State. So whether it's steaks on the grill before the big game, sirloin medallions plated for date night, or burgers with a family, make sure beef is a part of your playbook this football season. Smoke, grilled, and slow-roasted. Find the best way to enjoy your beef at scattle.org. Beef. It's what's for dinner in South Carolina. 
Funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Checkoff Program. Call Lawyer Lisa. Experience the difference with Lawyer Lisa. Hi, this is Lisa Hosteller-Brown. Do you know the difference between a revocable trust and an irrevocable trust? The difference could easily save you hundreds of thousands of dollars in long-term care costs. Visit LawyerLisa.com to schedule a consultation today. Call Lawyer Lisa. Experience the difference with Lawyer Lisa. 7511 St. Andrews Road, Irmo, South Carolina. Daddy, you need a trust. Okay, back with you on the high school football scoreboard brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. Let's take you through the classifications once again. Let David kind of give an overview of tonight's scores via the classes. So in 5A, Dutch Fork 31, T.L. Hannah 28, Gaffney 24, Clover 12, J.O. Mann 17, Spartanburg 7, Hillcrest 27, Burns 24, White Knoll 50, Fort Dorchester 7, Sumter 27, Stratford 6, Somerville 34, Berkeley 14, and Carolina Forest 28, West Ashley 21. David, general thoughts? Well, not not uh, not any upsets there. Um, you know, I mean, I, I guess people would think that Dutch Fork was an upset, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I think it's kind of, you know, chalk. And we're getting down to the nitty gritty next week, and and all the team, you know, what I was just sitting here thinking, and I'm not predicting this by any means, but White Knoll and Dutch Fork play in the same region, but but one's in the upper state, and one's in the lower state. What if they both win Oof. and get to the state finals in a rematch of a 17-14 game, and they're 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 literally, you know, miles apart? Yeah. Um, but that could that could ha- I don't I'm I'm not sure if it will, but that it could be White No Dutch Fort in Orangeburg uh, on 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 that on that December day, uh, which would be really interesting because you know the white the White No connection you know Coach Pelham was the defense coordinator for Tom Knott and he took that job and uh, you know there would just be a lot of really interesting storylines. No question about it. Let's go to four A. Greenville, 24, Greer, 21. Northwestern, 55, Greenwood, 7. Westside, 49, York, 13. Midland Valley, 24, South Point, 17. South Florence, 50, Richland Northeast, 20. Lancaster, 38, Lucy Beckham, 20. The Bruins have to be the story of the playoffs thus far. Uh, Maybe Dutch Fork. Irmo, 55, Myrtle Beach, 24. And James Island, 45, Hartsville, 21. David, your overview. Well, I am definitely looking forward to the Irmo-James Island matchup. You know, I I heard on a couple of the reports about Irmo's kick returns, and uh, they're not going to get any kick returns next week because I saw the James Island kicker tonight kick it through the goalpost from the 40. Hmm. He kicked a 70-yard kickoff through the goalpost. Um, And he is regularly in the deep, deep in the end zone. He's got an incredible leg. So I don't think the special teams will be a big game, uh, or at least kick return. But that will be an exciting game. Two really good teams that have kind of been 
aiming towards this. And then, you know, I mean, the Lancaster thing is, is really, you know, in many respects, it's very cool what they've mm-hmm. done. They go, they go on the road and beat Richview, and they go on the road and beat Lucy Beckham. Now they, now they really have their challenge with, uh, with the defending champ, undefeated South Florence. But three of the four lower state teams are undefeated uh, going into the third round. Let's go to 3A. Daniel, 35, Wren, 21, Chester, 58, Chapman, 24, Belton, Honeypath, 44, Pendleton, 28, Clinton, 38, Broom, 7, Camden, beat Dillon, 35, 21. You got to talk about that. Gilbert, 49, Hanahan, 35, Brooklyn, Casey, 34, Philip Simmons, 14. And you got to talk about Crestwood shutting out Buford, 44 to nothing. Yeah, Crestwood is uh, is is kind of the Cinderella story. They're kind of like the Midland Valley of the lower state, where they just keep winning games with that great quarterback. Um, that I, I mean, I'm not shocked that they won tonight, but I did not see 44 nothing coming. Mm. But uh, but that Camden game, you know, I, I was on with Bobby Harton today here in Charleston, and and he asked me about that game, and I I kind of thought that Camden was going to beat Dylan. I I just had a feeling. I said Camden will not be intimidated by going to Dillon. They played Dillon before. They beat Dillon before. This is not going to be like some wow factor, you know, going to Dillon. They're not going to be intimidated, and they weren't. And, uh, you know, Camden has played really well late. You know, they, they, they were, they've been in the top ten until they lost a few games, but now they're starting to put it all together, and it wouldn't shock me if they weren't back in the finals for a third straight year. Real quick. Uh, give us a quick view on Clinton and Belton Honey Path next week. Uh, that's going to be a uh, that could be a classic game. You know the two two old time program. You know they both can run the football. Clinton's got a little more balance on offense. They can throw it around a little bit, but uh, it's going to be if their defense can shut down Henderson from Belton Honey Path, they're going to win because uh, and and I tell you and and just jumping real quick the. Chester beating Chapman, the way they beat them, kind of surprised me a little bit. That that was a, a much wider margin than I would expect. Yeah, 58-24. Okay, we'll check out 2A, 1A, and the Skiza finals with David and get his thoughts on that. Uh, try and catch up with a few coaches here and there. And we're at that stage of the playoffs where the very popular segment Shelton Says uh, returns tonight. So prepare yourself for that, David in the final minutes tonight. Meantime, on the hardwood, 29 seconds to go in Asheville. Clemson leads UAB 75-73. 309 to go in Charlotte. USC 72. Virginia Tech 72. Gamecocks have taken five free throws. The Hokies have taken 20. And we'll be back. We are back on the high school football scoreboard. Phil Cornblue, David Shelton, Josh Cohen. Tell you about Clemson basketball. Tigers hold on and get a couple of free throws late and beat UAB 77-76 up in Asheville. 
The Tigers go to 2-0 and on the season. Heck of a win for them. They had a five-point lead. They lost it. They were down, got fouled, hit the free throws. P.J. Hall was huge, 27 points, nine rebounds, two assists. And Chase Hunter had 16 points along with four assists for the Tigers, and they win at 77-76. It was Hunter who hit the two free throws with three seconds to go that put the Tigers on top. Meantime, South Carolina, Virginia Tech, 77 all with 38 seconds to go in this one in Charlotte. The Gamecocks have five in double figures. Studi has 21. Mack has 17. Wright and Cooper, 12. And Johnson has 11. And the Gamecocks are shooting a three well once again, 10 of 21. Big difference here, Virginia Tech, 18 of 22 from the line. The Gamecocks, 7 for 7 from the line. They've been whistled for 16 fouls, Virginia Tech for 11 fouls. Just saying. Obviously, the Gamecocks, David, are fouling more than the Hokies are. Or the numbers wouldn't be so one-sided. You know, I really don't care because uh, the Gamecocks playing on a Friday night on high school football night and the Tigers are preempting our show, and that makes me mad. I understand so, that. I just I agree. One of them. <laughs> nobody, in, nobody in Charleston has been able to hear their favorite high school prep writer tonight <laughs> because, of, because they have to listen to Derek Scott and whatever the other guy's name is. That'd be Casey Manning. Uh, they are getting us on the stream, however, the Chief Sports app and our various streams. So we have hundreds, if not thousands, of people listening in that way. Not in Charleston. No. Oh. They don't know how to use apps in Charleston. Uh, it's, no, they're all Cam- they're all Carolina fans, so they're listening to the damn basketball game. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, nothing we can do about it. Blame ESPN because they put these tournaments together so they can have some who played games. college basketball on a Friday night during the high school playoffs? I mean, really? Mm-hmm. South Carolina and Clemson <laughs> and Florida and a whole bunch of others. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I, listen, that man, I, I think the season the starts too soon also. Well, let's play the Super Bowl on uh, Thursday night from now on. Yeah. Christmas Eve. Boy, you're you're really in a bad mood over this. Oh, it, it, it bothered me when I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, me when too. I heard but... that we were getting – just, just okay. you just have to roll with it, suck it up, do the best you can. Let's go to two A. Let's go to two A, where Abbeville beat Newberry forty-one twenty-eight, Silver Bluff over Fairfield Central twenty-two twenty-one, Strom Thurmond fifty-three, Keenan twenty, Gray Collegiate sixty-two, Chesney fourteen, Andrew Jackson fifty-one, King Street twenty, Hampton County forty-eight, Andrews fourteen, Oceanside Collegiate forty-nine, Woodland nothing. And Barnwell, 31, Marion, 25. Your take. That that uh, that, that last score you just gave, Barnwell beating Marion, was a, was a little bit of a – caught my attention a little bit because, I, you know, a lot of people thought Marion could win the lower state. Um, you know, Hampton County just continues to roll. And, you know, tip your, ta- tip, tip your hat to Oceanside. I mean, they haven't – they've been very impressive in the playoffs, and they've got a lot of guys hurt. They're playing without their starting quarterback. So, you know, they're, they're getting it done. So, I think what we've got in the lower and upper state are, are really good, eight, eight really good teams. 
Why don't we hear as much angst towards Oceanside Collegiate as we do against Gray Collegiate? Well, I don't know. Down here, you can hear it. Oh, but, okay. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, it, I think Gray is just, uh, you know, Oceanside's not really in your face about it. Um, you know, they still have trouble getting non, non-region non games scheduled in football around here. They have to go play Sumter and South Florence and Marlboro County and people like that. Um, but nobody's come – I've never heard anything close, remotely close to conference teams saying we're not going to play uh, – not going to play Oceanside. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. You probably did. The tweet by King Street coach Brian Smith where he had a document showing – the makeup of the enrollment at Gray Collegiate and how far away a number of the students travel to go to Gray <laughs> Collegiate. Have you seen that document? I have not, but uh, I, I've seen some people comment on it. Um, I don't think any. I don't think anybody's surprised in the Columbia area. That's why everybody's so mad. Mm. That's why this 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 competitive balance issue that the high school leagues trying to to figure out a way. Um, to multiply or, or use multipliers and bump all these private schools up a class or all that, but um, you know, there, there's one one of those proposals is that they all ought to have their own championship, their own playoff. Um, I, I don't I don't know that that would work, um, but whatever they come up with, it, you know, th- those those private schools and charter schools, they got lawyers, man. I'm just telling you, they got lawyers and they're ready to roll, and they got lobbyist in the state house so it ain't going to be that easy Mm. all right let's go to uh the uh, 1a playoffs david and it was christ church 43 macby 21 blackville hilda 28 wagner sally nothing southside christian 21 calhoun county 7 st joseph's 7 lewisville nothing johnsonville beat lakeview 35 14 and thus the high school football season in Dillon County comes to a close, considering Latta, home of champions, bowed out last week, unfortunately, surprisingly, upsettingly. Lamar, 23, Carver's Bay, 20, Bamberg Earhart, 41, East Clarendon, 13, and Cross, 28, Allendale Fairfax, 14. What do you think? Well, the, 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 the score... Uh, that got me was St. Joe's shutting out Louisville. Louisville has been an offensive juggernaut. I mean, they have just rolled through people. Now, now their region was not very strong, but, I mean, they have really good skill players, and for St. Joe's to pitch a shutout, I mean, I'll have to go and read some stuff online over the weekend. Maybe maybe they had some turnovers or something, but to, to shut out Louisville is quite an accomplishment. I was, I was a little – I was very surprised when I heard you say that score earlier. Yeah, because they have a they have a big time offense, and uh, to see them shut out, you're right. That's that was quite a surprise. Um, let's go to the um, let's go to the Skiza scores. Check them out. Skiza scores. It is Hammond thirty three, Cardinal Newman twenty in four A, Lawrence Manning forty eight, Porter Gal twenty. In 3A, Wilson Hall, 21, Florence Christian, 7, Hilton Head Christian, 42, Pinewood Prep, 30. In 2A, 
Williamsburg Academy 41, Buford Academy 6, Bethesda Academy 32, Northside Christian 6 in 1A, Lee Academy 35, Thomas Hayward 19, Patrick Henry 17, Dorchester Academy 13, 8 man, Jefferson Davis 28, Richard Wynn 23. And do we ever get this confirmed? Holly Hill Academy 57, Wardlaw Academy 28. Not confirmed, no. Where did we see that? Saw that on Max Preps on a comment. Okay. Not confirmed. So we haven't found it anywhere else, but that's the score we're seeing out there, uh, David, on Holly Hill and Wardlaw. I think Holly Hill won. I don't know the score, but I'm I'm fairly sure they won. Okay. And let me mention before you uh, break all that down, it's gone final. And South Carolina beats Virginia Tech 79-77. So, David, Skeezer. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we got defending champs in, in 4A in the finals. We got defending champs in 2A. We got defending champs in 1A. And we got the defending champs in 8-man. So, not, not, not a lot of surprises there. There will be a new champion in 3 as Hilton had Christian um, getting back to the finals. But they, they won it a couple years ago in 2A. So, um, not not a whole. There wasn't, wasn't many upsets. Uh, wasn't any upsets. I, I think I, you know, maybe maybe I thought Porter Gout had a shot to beat Lawrence Manning, but that didn't work out. You you turn the ball over in your deep in your own end, you're going to lose. And that quarterback, uh, I, I did talk to a coach about the quarterback at Lawrence Manning, Tyler June, who is a South Carolina commitment for baseball. He's going to play baseball at South Carolina. But uh, I was told that he's a he's a really good high school quarterback, really good athlete, can can run it and throw it, and does a lot of things for him. So um, he's obviously a big key to what Lawrence Manning does offensively. All right, let's hit the break, and after the break, I think we'll be joined by Greenville High Coach Greg Porter. They had a big uh, playoff win tonight as they advance. That score was confirmed, by the way. You did confirm. Yep, it? scorebook right. live. Very good, very good. So uh, I've been. Uh, Uh, I've exchanged a text message uh, with Coach Porter, so I think we'll be able to grab him here coming up and talk about uh, their win in the 4A playoff tonight over Greer. Greenville 24, Greer uh, Greer 21. Stay tuned for that. And uh, David Says coming up in a moment. Looking for a way to fight back against inflation? One viable way to help your money stay relevant during inflation is through investing. To a new investor, investing can feel like a puzzle. With so many pieces to consider, it can be hard to know where to start. But with the right guidance along the way, you can put the pieces together to create a winning strategy. That's where Founders Investment Services come in. Our team of financial advisors can help you navigate the complexities of investing and create a personalized plan that fits your goals and risk tolerance. We'll work with you to identify the pieces of your puzzle and how they fit into your financial future. When you're ready to find the pieces to your financial plan, call 866-739-7064 to speak with one of our specialists or visit foundersfcuinvestments.com to learn about how we can help you identify the key pieces to your financial plans. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC, and not NCUA insured. Not guaranteed by credit union and may lose value. 
Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more, more on electricity, and members save more on insurance, groceries, health care, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. Hello, friends. This is David Shelton, co-host of the Friday Night Scoreboard Show with Phil Kornbluth. As many of you know my story, I've lost two sons to drug overdoses in the past 10 years. I want to tell you about my friends at Wake Up Carolina. Wake Up Carolina is a nonprofit recovery community organization dedicated to providing awareness, promoting education, and creating hope in recovery for our young adults, individuals, and families touched by substance use through collaborative community partnerships, trusted resources, and support services in Berkeley, Charleston, and Dorchester counties. The organization relies on private donors and state funding to make sure all their resources are free and open to the public. Call them today if you know someone who needs assistance. That's wakeupcarolina.org, phone number 843-972-8154. Don't wait until it's too late. Your home is where your memories live. It's where you laugh and where you love. We understand the importance of the valuables under your roof, tangible and intangible alike. So no matter what's around the corner, we'll be there, offering you and your family the support that's made Farm Bureau Insurance a trusted name for nearly 70 years. You deserve more. You deserve a promise. Learn more at scfbins.com. Call me, Alex Satterfield, at 803 843- 749-9171 for all of your Midlands insurance needs. All right, back on the high school scoreboard brought to you by Founders Federal Credit Union. David Shelton with us, Josh Cohen. And love talking to coaches uh, this time of the year because they know that uh, when they get a call from us on the scoreboard this time of the year, something good has happened. We welcome in Coach Greg Porter from up at Greenville High. Red Raiders over Greer tonight, 24-21. Coach, thank you for the late-night visit. Congratulations. How are you feeling tonight? Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Tell us about the win. Three points don't know details. Did you pull it out at the end? Did you have to hold on to the end? How did it go down? Well, I'll tell you what. It was a back-and-forth game. Um, I think what Greer came ready, and uh, i tell you what, they had some excellent football players on their team. But it came down to the last seven seconds, and uh, our kicker, Lane Steck, was able to kick uh, a field goal for us to put us up. And um, i I tell you what, it was only four seconds left, and the defense did the rest. But it was a back-and-forth game. We was up one time, then they took the lead at half. Uh, then we came back and tied it up. But it, it was an excellent game. So what did you say to your kicker before he uh, went out to kick it? I mean, was was there a timeout? Did they try to freeze him? Did you have a chance to talk to him? How did you approach it? Well, you know, we practiced it all, all year, and, and we had an opportunity where we just don't talk to the kicker. You know what he got to do. Huh. Um we had two timeouts. They had one, and uh, they was able to call, try to freeze him. But he was prepared, and we just 
just reminded everybody to stick to the fundamentals and don't let no one get through and block the kick. <laughs> and but, they, um, they, they did a great job. Yeah, they did their job. Um, what about your offense tonight? Who stood out to you? Uh, what stood out to you about your offense? Well, you know, we did a quarterback by committee today. Um, you know, we had uh, Bryson Drummond and we had uh, Banks Bowden, who did a tremendous job. Both of them sharing the quarterback duty. Um, both of them bring different skill sets to the table. We we just put our trust in our offensive line, and at times we took uh, Mazio Bennett and put him at quarterback, running back, <laughs> just move him around and find different ways to put the ball in his hand. And we just relied on our offensive line. Uh, the second half, uh, there was some series where we didn't throw a pass. We just kept running the ball, hmm. controlled the clock, and uh, put ourselves in a position where we could uh, get some points. David Shelton, you got a question for the coach? Yeah, coach. We know uh, everybody knows about the offensive weapons and, and and your ability to score, but your defense was was taking some lumps early in the year. But it seems like they've kind of found themselves lately. Could you just talk about? the improvement they've made on the defensive side? Well, you know, I have to give credit to the defensive staff, Coach Harris doing the defensive line. We have two uh, north-south players on the defensive line beginning to throw and accept their responsibilities. Uh, Coach Corey Carson, who heads up my defense, has been doing a tremendous job, along with Josh Abrams just uh, handling the secondary. And, and Coach Simmons doing the outside linebacker. Those guys really put in a good game plan for the kids and – they, they, you know, I tell you what, they work extremely hard at making it work, and the kids are buying into it. And uh, we did some things different in practice that we thought that would help us as we got closer to the end of the season, and it's beginning to show a little bit more. And we, we're glad that we made some of those changes. So, next up for you is Northwestern. How about the Trojans? Yeah. And what can I say about them? Coach Pagewalker does a great job with them. We played them to a tooth and nail game last year in the fourth round and we lost 28-33. Mm. Um, crucial turnovers that we made in the fourth quarter. We was up at one point in that game, 21-7. So, you know, it was a learning, a learning experience. And here we are. We get a chance to uh, try to right a ship that was wrong and play a real excellent football team that's ranked number one right now in 4A and, and probably throughout the state as well. Um, but they a well well coached team on both sides of the ball. I tell you what, he does a great job with those guys. Yeah, they're playing great football, but you are too and that should be a dandy next week and we thank you so much for the time. Good luck moving forward. Hope to talk to you again soon. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on your show. Thank you. Thank you very much, Coach Greg Porter. That guy can coach, can he, uh, David, from Hillcrest, where he won a state championship, beat Dutch Fork, as I recall, and now over at Greenville yep. High, and, boy, turning out the talent over at Greenville High. Yeah, he's got it rolling right now. Big big challenge next week. Uh, Northwestern is, is going to test them, but they, they can do things offensively to put some points on the board, and as they did last year, and they you, you heard him say the turnovers kind of – kind of hurt them and, and cost them that game, they're going to have to play mistake-free. I mean, Northwestern is is legitimate. I mean, they're a really good team. I talked to a, I was talking to a coach last week, and he said he thought they were the best team in the state, regardless of classification. Um, he said Northwestern would win every classification 
But, you know, on a Friday night, anything can happen. You got to play well. You got to execute. You can't turn the ball over. You got to get stops. You got to make kicks. You know, you got to do all those things. So it, it'll be an interesting battle next week. Uh, a lot of, there'll be a lot of offensive uh, weapons on, on display in that Northwestern Greenville game. All right. So let's go quickly here. Time is short. Let's do quick react. I'll give you the game. You give me the winner. No thought. Just quick react, just like the old football drills where you had to quick react to the ball thrown right at your face. So, Dutch Fort Gaffney. I'm going Dutch Fort. J.L. Mann Hillcrest. Woo! I'll go Hillcrest because I think they uh, – oh, that's a tough one. I'll go Hillcrest. All right. No extra words. Just give me the Just give me the winner. White Knoll Sumter. White Knoll. Mm. Somerville, Carolina Forest. Somerville. 4A. Greenville Northwestern. Northwestern. Westside Midland Valley. <laughs> Who's home? Uh, Who's give the me, home team? Give me a second. Westside Midland Valley. Um, uh... I don't. Both of them were home tonight. No extra words, Phil. Come on. I don't know because I don't <laughs> have the, the uh, my bracket doesn't have the seed. It doesn't have numbers or anything. It's got the home. They got so Midland Valley was home. They've both been home all the way through. Yeah. But okay, well I'm going to take Westside. Okay, and there's no predetermined home team there. I, I think it has to do with uh, your seeding or whatever. And this particular bracket doesn't have it. Okay, who'd you say Midland Valley? No, I said Westside. Oh, Westside. I'm sorry. Uh, South Florence, Lancaster. South Florence. Yeah, I'm taking the Bruins. And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Irmo, James Island. Uh, I'm going to, oh, I'll probably change by next Friday, but I'm going to go James Island right now. All right. 3A. It's my favorite part of the year. Daniel Chester. I'll go Daniel. Hmm. Belt and Honey Path, Clinton. I'll go Clinton. Camden Gilbert. I'll go Camden. You haven't talked enough about Gilbert tonight, 49-35. Brooklyn Casey, Crestwood. Mm, I will say Brooklyn Casey. Two a, a close one. 2A, Abbeville, Silver Bluff. Abbeville. Strom Thurmond, Gray Collegiate. Gray. Andrew Jackson, Hampton County. Hampton County. Ooh. Oceanside Collegiate in Barnwell. Oceanside. 1A, Christ Church, Blackville, Hilda. Christ Church. Southside Christian and St. Joseph's. No, I'll go St. Joe's because they they beat a really good team tonight. All right. Johnsonville, Lamar. I'll go Lamar. Bamberg, Earhart, and Cross. Oh, boy. Hmm. Uh, I'll go Cross in an upset. Quickly, skis the title games. Hammond, Lawrence Manning. Hammond. Wilson Hall, Hilton Head Christian. Hilton Head Christian. Williamsburg Academy, Bethesda. Williamsburg. And Lee Academy, Patrick Henry. 
I'll go Lee Academy. And Jeff Davis, Holly Hill Academy. Holly Hill. David, it's been a blast. Yeah. yeah. We shall do it again next week, thanks my for, friend. Thanks for putting me on the spot there, brother. <laughs> and hopefully we'll ban all college basketball next Friday. That'd be nice. Yeah, that would be. All right. You have a great weekend, friend. See you. Take care. David Shelton, the best in the business, high school sports report, Post and Courier. Thank you, Josh Cohen. Thank you to all the coaches, the players, the refs, the, uh, the fans, and everybody who participated tonight. Have a great night.